So, so what's going on, man? So, listen, uh, I want to make an introduction to uh, uh, you know for the podcast for people that know you that you know. Um, um, I'm just gonna do a little one if that's okay with you. So basically, let me make, um, let me make one quick correction, real quick. Okay. How are you a fan of mine when we're friends? I got you. Okay. So all right. So we're friends. All right. We were we're former uh, opponents of one another in wrestling. Um, but you know, uh, let me just tell this story about King Mo real quick before I make this introduction. All right. So I'm already, I'm wrestling at Michigan state university and we're about to wrestle Oklahoma state university. And, um, you know, I'm checking out the lineup and I saw that this guy just transferred in from universities of, uh, central Oklahoma. I'm looking, I'm okay. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, okay, he's good. He's a couple time champion, right? You were a two time D2 champion, correct? Just one time. I was two one. time, like, you know, played Right. Okay. Second. All right. So, so this guy transfers in. I'm like, all right, I haven't seen any film or this is back before YouTube or anything. So I'm looking in, I'm looking, I'm watching. Okay. So we get to Oklahoma state. I see him at the weigh-ins. I'm like, all right, this guy's looks like a really good athlete. He's in good shape. He's strong or whatever, you know? Okay. We're about the same size, a little bit bigger than me, but we're about the same size. So then it comes match time. And, um, it was a Sunday match. I don't know if you remember. It's a Sunday match. There's not many people at, uh, at Gallagher-Iba where you're wrestling now. You're at Oklahoma State. So I step out there, and it's my turn to wrestle. We're getting killed. All of our, all of our teammates have lost except like 157 maybe. I think Gray Maynard had beat Shane Roller. I don't even remember. So um, we get out there, and... I don't see anybody. I just start hearing this music playing. I don't even, I think it was like three, six mafia. The, the stadium just is just blaring the music and there's nobody there. So I'm out there. I'm kind of like warm. I'm dancing, waiting for the, you know, my opponent to come out from waiting for you to come out. So he steps out on the mat and it was like an aura around him. It was crazy. So he had like, <laughs> he had these, these, these shoes, these, these brand new Adidas, but they were painted gold. And I'm like, and the music's dancing, and he's kind of dancing a little bit. He's waiting. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go to the center, or what's going on here? We're just kind of like looking at each other. So he's dancing, whatever. Then as he steps on the mat, he jumps in the air, like higher than anyone I've ever seen anybody jump in my life. He jumps like eight feet in the air, lands on the mat, and then we go out and we shake hands. And I'm like, talk about, okay, so that's my, that's my first introduction with Mo. Then he goes on to beat me. I think he took me down... I don't know, three, four times in the match, but it wasn't a close match at all. But since then, we've been friends and competitors, and uh, that's my first introduction of uh, of knowing King Mo. Oh, great. You know, you're like <laughs> jumping taller than I am. But the match, you know, um, you know Mo, um, his reputation precedes him. Uh, he's a multiple-time national champion in folk, you know, well, in, well, in folk style D two, state champion uh, wrestler in Texas from Texas. Um, he's a, a D one All American, D two champion, D two finalist. Uh, he's a multiple-time U S nationals freestyle national champion, uh, member of the world team, uh, member of the Olympic team. Um, and, and then went on to a great MMA career champion of Bellator champion of strike force, uh, rising tournament champion. Is that what you would call it? Rising grand prix champion, uh, among numerous yeah, I, accolades. I, 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 say, say that again. For Bellator, I was just a tournament champion. 
Okay. Well, it's, it's a, it's a title, bro. I think that still counts. Right. You know, so, um, an, an illustrious, uh, marvelous professional career for a guy that's, uh, you know, that was well-deserved to a guy that I have to say was the, probably the best athlete that I ever competed against as far as strength, power, speed, quickness, uh, as, as well as one of the great, me and Jason were talking about it too, uh, the, had a great technical knowledge of strategy and tactics as well too. And um, yeah, so that's my little introduction of King Mo because I know you're not going to say it about yourself. So, but um, so what's up, man? How, how, how are things? How you been? Uh, things are good, you know. Um, it's life. Things are good. Things are bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's life. Yeah, bro. I know. You know, um, you know, I, I'm recently divorced myself and we, and we've talked about this, bro. And, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, as, as we get older and we move past things in life, like, like when a, when a career ends or it changes or it transfers over, you know, there's always this like period of time where, you know, uh, we need to heal and move on. And there's different people heal in different ways. And, uh, you know, for me giving up, you know, my career was never as illustrious as yours was. I don't have the ac all the accolades that you do, but even when my, my, when my fight career ended or my relationship with my ex ended, there's a period of time where I had to learn like how to get back on my feet, how to get myself going again. And, um, you know, it was through, a few different things, a few different modes that I was able to do. And I want to ask you, like, how, how are you doing? Like since, since the fight career ended and you had such an amazing career, how's, how's life going for you right now in the, in the post phases of it? You know what I mean? Making, making the move into something else in your life. How, how are you doing with all that? Uh, I'm doing pretty good outside of like, the, you know, I'm dealing with parental alienation I'm an alienated father, so like the mother of my kids is not letting me see my children, you know. She's like hiding them from me, so I'm going to court. And that's the biggest thing I've been dealing with outside of that. Um, I got you. The transition yeah. to uh, being a coach that came naturally because like, you know, I feel like you know, I'm a pretty good uh, tactician and, you know, a I have a good strategic mind. Yeah. So, I'm good with I'm, do, I'm good with doing that, so I can I, I'm good at mapping out multiple ways to victory. You know, yeah, so. yeah, man. I mean, you know, just even when you know you were always such a fan of the sport, you know what I mean? Like even when we were living at the Olympic Training Center together, you were like, we're all you know, and, and YouTube just came out. And we were watching like Fedor. You showed you were the first person that showed me Fedor. I didn't even know who Fedor was, and you pointed him out, and you were like. You're always great with your technical analysis and your and your technical knowledge and your love of the sport too. I think really shows through. But that's cool that you're able to transfer into coaching a little bit, and um, you know, uh, you know, uh, in the other areas of your life. I'm sorry to hear about what's going on with your with your children, though. Yeah. That's no, tough, man. Good. You know, sure it won't last. You know, yeah, you know, just just keep fighting, and you always have you always have my support or. Uh, you know, if there's anything I can do, of course. Um, the, um, yeah, I got, you know, so what about, well, let's say, let's talk about some other things. Like, so what are some, some of the activities that King Mo does to, to stay busy? Like, what I, do you do? What do you do to keep busy right nowadays? Okay. So I'm a beekeeper. Okay. A beekeeper? Yeah. 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 I, I, okay. 
It's swarm season, so I'm on the lookout for wild swarms to catch. Okay. How do you track? How do you track wild swarms? How do you uh, how do you do that? Get you a, a little bee box or any type of any, any type of like it could be like a um, like a little box or yeah. bee box or any type of pottery type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like a little base. Uh-huh. Get you some uh, lemongrass oil and put it on a cotton swab. Put it out somewhere and you'll attract a swarm. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. So, yeah. is that is that how? So, with your bees that you have now, how like how how big is your is your compound or whatever you call your hives? Like how how many you got? Right. So at, at at the peak, I had fourteen. I caught like I had two. And I caught like ten wild swarms. Oh wow! And then yeah. then they all damn near all of them died because I didn't treat for mites like I should have. You know, because okay. there's a thing called Barilla. Um Baroa destructor and uh, they're mites that kill uh, bees and uh, they can destroy a whole colonies. So I didn't treat for my, my bees the first time. So <clears throat> my bees damn near all died. Oh, so then no. uh, damn, I back to, I, you know, I, I caught a few new ones and uh, damn near all of those died too, except one. Due to so the mites again? The, no, nah, I treat. No, nah, it was just it's just the the ones I caught were were weak. Okay, I got you. I got you. So I, I'm not gonna. All right. So I I knew this about Mo already, and he actually I've actually had some of his honey, and it's actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I was I was waiting for him to tell the story. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah, your honey's pretty I'm, amazing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on to the honey and everything, and then I grow okay. exotic fruits. I grow exotic fruits. You know, I got exotic fruits in my backyard. Try to grow, which I got like three mangoes. Um, a Jabuta Kaba. Okay. Um, what's a Jabuta Kaba? I don't even know what that it's is. It's a, a grape tree. Okay. The, um, the, Brazil, the grapes grow on the bark. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got two mulberries, like four or five different types of bananas. I got a chacha, which is cool. Okay. Um, a chacha is a mango steam. It's my favorite mango steam. Okay, it's a mango mangosteen, you said? Yeah. So what what's a mangosteen? I I I think I should know what that is, but mangosteen's like a, it's like it's a, it's a super fruit. Okay. It's from rainforest, but they got different ones. Okay. Um, I have I have the um a chacha, which is like a one in the rain, northern rainforest, something like that. Okay. Then I have a, a lemon drop mangosteen, which is a a, a new variety. Okay. Got yeah, pineapples, all that stuff. Okay. And I'm also, I got to grow mushrooms, man. So. Okay. So when you say mushrooms, uh, what kind of mushrooms are we talking about? Uh, I got, I got, I'm in muscaria, which I grow, but that's whatever. Okay. And I got um, psilocybe or psilocybe. Okay. I like calling it psilocybe, but they say psilocybe. Mushroom. Okay. Psilocybe. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. Okay. I've heard it called that too. These are, uh, we know as uh, magic mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I could say uh, I'm a fan of, uh, of magic mushrooms, you know. Easy to uh, be. You know, I think they're good. I think, I think um, if, if they're anything comparable to what's, what's happening with cannabis right now, I don't think it's any different. It's one of those substances that can help people as a plant medicine. And uh, it's probably, would you consider it a superfood too? Uh, it has medicinal properties, you know. Okay. Uh, 
because you know there are different types of mushrooms. So right. not all psychoactive. Um, some have different qualities, like cordyceps, which can help boost your red blood cell count. Right. Lime, which is good for clarity. Um, I believe chaga has some good um, antioxidant properties. And uh, from, I'm going blank on the rest of turkey tail. No, yeah, that. you got turkey tail. You got reishi, right? You know, like those ones too, right? Like um, yeah. I'm just thinking about the the little the little stack that I saw uh, from uh, Stemets. That's got all those, but yeah, they all they all have different properties. They're all like almost, and even like penicillin comes from a fungus too, right? Yep, same thing with uh, um, LSD. Um, right. Yeah. Um, ergo, um, is the psychoactive property, and um, it's I think it's a it's a chemical for that from ergo, right? Is a psychoactive property um, or component of LSD. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is ergo? Is that an- it's a, it's a, well, you could, I mean, it's a, the way I heard it. I was just looking at this book today. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's a common wheat fungus, right? Yeah. My cat's yeah. Oh, You got some cats? All right. You got cats too. What's that cat's name? You got a name for Mochi. 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 Okay. okay. That's cool. Yeah. A wheat fungus. Is that like what they talked about? That might've happened in like the Salem witch trials? Is there like a fungus in the wheat? Which I heard that. Like yeah. Hysteria? Possibly. Poison yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like going, you know, a little. They thought that they were seeing the devil. Yeah. That was their interpretation of probably. Well, there's a name for it too. Isn't it called like something's fire? Saint, Saint, someone's, something's fire. But anyway, no, that's crazy. You know, um, yeah. So like all those, all those substances, all those um, medicines and herbs or whatever, the, the medicinal functions all come from a fungus. That's pretty fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, I think it's like there've been a lot of like recent studies with fungus too, and like they're they're like neur- like not neural pathways, but how they like grow like that, and they're interacting with each other even when they're not in like contact. Right. You know, there'll be like one. I don't know what you call it. Colony of spores, but yeah, like a network mm-hmm. of spores. Yeah, I, I've heard some stuff about that too. So you, see, you got how yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like a web. So you have so you have some of those going on too, huh? So how's that? How's that like? Uh, like, what's your opinion on? I mean, obviously because you have some and, you're, and it's there. It's obvious, like what your your opinion on it. You think it's medicinal? Uh, what, what's your what's your feeling? Mm, I think it can be whatever you want it to be. <clears throat> okay. Um, if it's new to you, you can make it. And if if it's new to you and you're in a great place. Yeah, you can make it you know, a recreational thing where you're like, yeah, you know, let me trip because I'm feeling good. Right. But let's say you're, you know, you're not in a great place, and you take some, you you'll be fighting your demons and your battles until your 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 high's gone. Yeah, I got you. It definitely enhances whatever you're already whatever path you're already on. You know that day. It makes you confront all your your battles inner battles i got you so um well how do you how do you recommend like i I, i've been i see i've been watching and studying a little bit but obviously i'm not as far along as you are but like how do you propose that people take them just like normally or do you propose that they take them like in a in a a setting where there's like a a guide or a shaman or anything like that uh personally it depends on the, the amount Okay. Was oh, that Mochi? Yeah. <laughs> King Mo has a cat. <laughs> She's a feisty one. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, now, um, like, we, let me get to it, depends on the dosage. Yeah. <clears throat> because here's how I see it um, point 0.1, the, a microdose is from point 0.1 to point 0.5. Okay. Point 0.1, depending on who you are, you probably won't feel nothing. Point 0.2, nah, maybe. Point three, you might feel something, a little tingle, a mood-enhancing tingle. Point okay. four, mood enhancer. Point five, mood enhancer. Okay. Now, once you get to point six to point to point seven five, that's nearing the regular dose. Okay. You know, for, for a beginner, right there. And then okay. one gram for some, smash them. Okay. And that's okay. if you consume the whole mushroom. Now, if you steep it into a tea then the the effects get cut in half. Okay. And not cut in half, cut by, cut by like a third. Not, it's less if you drink it? Uh, it's, it's if you steep it without consuming the um, mushroom. mushroom oh, matter. so if you, okay. But you don't lose anything if you were to drink the tea and then just eat the remainder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah because some people, like, you know, you can actually, like, I, I make a tea. And what you can actually do is you can actually if you want the true effects of a stronger microdose, you can chew the whole tea bag. Now, you. if you want to, if you want to get a microdose, we get a little mood enhancing feel. Then you you steep it for a little bit, pull it out the um, pull out the water, put it in a Ziploc bag, and save it for another day. Okay, I never thought about that. That's a good idea. Just to get a little, you know, a little zest in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. We'll go go. We'll go ahead. Say that again, Mo. You can use that same tea bag, even if it's your own, a few times. Like, say you made it yourself. Nice. You can use that same tea bag like two or three times. Maybe two okay. to three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so Mo, do you have? Uh, okay. So you make tea bags. Like you have your tea bags. Like you, and um, you have your own recipes that you do mix it with anything, or is it more like just straight the the mushroom itself? I, it's a little psychedelic blend. Like so. I, it's all natural, mm -hmm. um, but uh, um, it's it's my own blend of certain things, a proprietary blend. You know, what I'm saying? proprietary. Not, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me say, not not the stab and say. You know what I'm saying? But um, I got you. With the gummies, now the gummies I have is a is a psychedelic concoction. Now I'm not gonna say what's all up in it, but I know that people love them because it's, it's like a a true mood enhancing feel. Now, I feel yeah. like if you ate multiple, then you could feel, so you probably, you know, you'd be tripping for a while, you know. Yeah. But just yeah. eating it in a microdose way, additional way, you can uh, kind of control where you want to go. Yeah. Now, um, what is so, let me let me ask you this. How um, how did you come upon the discovery of, uh, or your personal usage of, 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 the, of, of psilocybin or whatever? Was it part of, for recovery was a part of dealing uh, like learning how like because you see got you know you see a lot of people use cannabis you know nate diaz and nick diaz are are, are uh, the biggest proponents that i've seen um in the mma world and i know that there's others now too but what was your how did you come across getting into psilocybin like was it was it to help improve your performance was it to help to recover was it was it like you know I just, just want to try it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounded fun. Like, well, yeah. Thing, like, when I started smoking weed, I, I started consuming weed and smoking weed for pain. Okay. 
and then I was dabbing and I was doing whatever I could, you know what I'm saying, just to feel good. I got so, you. I remember like I ate like a gram of mushrooms and I was like, okay, that's good. Then I tried some acid like two days later. Okay. Two days later, two wow. Days. And I was like, that's, damn, that's different. And then I just tried to both went together one day and you tried them both yeah, together, like you stacked them together? Yeah, there's a name for that, too. I don't know. I know, but it was good. And then after that, like, I just kept on wanting to try, like, more and more, like, so, like you know, like, I just want to try different things to see what, because what, I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist. Okay. But I feel like with psychedelics, I just started using my mind, and I'm thinking the witch doctor was crazy okay. and eccentric for a reason, because his ass was on these psychedelic drugs. Now, when people see, when people say things like they, like you know, the star, like the, that, that explosion was like a thousand suns. How would you know what a thousand suns would look like unless you were high? Yeah, right. that's a good point. Unless you felt the experience, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the thing is, you can imagine what a thousand suns would feel like unless you are actually like high right. on ayahuasca or DMT or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. well that's the thing like you like people can't really like some things can't be put into words right that you have to experience it is it like that yeah in a sense in a sense like like my first time when i, when I tried dmt and i blasted it off the stuff i saw was crazy yeah yeah i bet i bet and, and I can explain it maybe question what else is in the human mind you know some people say they saw God. I didn't see God. I just saw a bunch of colors and patterns and colors that I couldn't explain. Interesting. Interesting. I wanted to add, is that your shirt, does that say walking by sight, not faith? Is that what that says? Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, right there. Yeah. You mentioned <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about What's it that under that? Is that like the brand? Black non-believers.org. Yeah. One more time. I'm sorry. You cut out a little bit. It's, it, um, yeah, it's, it's from the blacknonbelievers.org. Black non-believers. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. To check that out. But yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, I've heard I've heard people that go through these experiences, too. Like, I'll give you an example. Just a little stuff. I've never taken LSD. I've never taken acid. I've never taken DMT. Um, you know, I, I am, of course, curious about it with all this knowledge of, you know, and, and people like yourself that are, you know, uh, brave enough to take that step and do it, you know, a cos or a psychonaut, right? You know, or an explorer, and you're not doing it out of like, uh, you're not, you know, it's not like you're a junkie or something like that. You're just doing it out of straight looking for knowledge. Is that me? Oh, sorry. So I got to turn my phone off. I'm sorry. But like, for example, the Greeks, all right? So I, I was, they, they had this thing called the Eleusinian Mystery School, right? Did we talk about this a little bit, Mo? I think we did. So, so uh, the guy that discovered uh, LSD, his name was Albert Hoffman, and he like nineteen twenty something or whatever. You know, it's kind of like really popular. It's a real popular story for people that do that are avid acid fans. Discover he was a chemist and he did a lot of experimenting on himself. He was but, Dutch, right? Was he Dutch? Yeah, something yeah. like Dutch or Belgian. Was like riding his bicycle. Yeah. So there's like yeah, there's a famous thing like he was he, he, he took say again the holiday bike day. I think that's what this is based off of this story. Yeah, because yeah, 
Yeah, but basically he discovered it, right? So he came across ergot. He synthesized some things out of there. He synthesized LSD. He he shelved it, and then like a couple years later, he drank it, and he had the first ever modern version of the acid trip. But it changed him so much that he went into a different route to try to discover if other cultures may or may not have been using it. And to his assumption and to other historians that he worked with, he believes that the ancient Greeks found a way to use LSD in a, in a ceremony they called the Eleusinian Mysteries. And it was basically this like temple, uh, a cult that you, uh, everybody that was a citizen of Athens was allowed to participate in one time in their life, the greater mysteries. And the other part, uh, they had the lesser mysteries, which is probably like a microdose. They were allowed to do that once a year as citizens. All right. So these guys all part, you know, everybody that who's who was in the ancient world, like all the philosophers, all the kings, um, before Christianity came about and destroyed the school, everybody was uh, initiated into this school, which Albert Hoffman later came to think where they were probably doing LSD combined with some other religious ceremonies. And he believes, and other people believe too, that it was part of what led to a very high culture in Athens with philosophy, with music, with wow. um, uh, mathematics, architecture, uh, and they really advanced their greater knowledge of things. Because they were know? so ahead of, like, they were the, like, forefront yeah, on a lot of in that the western stuff, you know, world, you know in, in, in the european world you know for that time yeah after after egypt fell probably you know um and the same thing can be said with music <clears throat> you look okay. at um parliament funkadelic <clears throat> yeah 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 they were boots yeah yeah george Clinton. yeah mushrooms Hi. LSD. yeah you know and you know, if you put put on another on another spectrum of like what you're talking about with the um, with the Greeks, yeah, it's safe to say every continent besides Antarctica has a psychoactive mushroom, plant, or some other that the witch doctor tapped into to help them or help heal or help people with their mental state. You know, right? Right. You know, America's peyote. Mushrooms, right? Jimson, right? South America had, you know, of course, like uh, with the ayahuasca stuff, DMT, right? They discovered a way how to keep it in the system for a long time. Mushrooms as well. Ayahuasca, and then Africa has ibogaine and and mushrooms. Who else? Who knows what else? Have you have you tried ibogaine? Have you done ibogaine? No, you know what? Um, it it comes from West. I'm not sure. It comes from one of the West African countries. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm not. I, I just heard about it like, like last year, and uh, they okay. said that um, you can die from it. You know, people, done, die, people die from it in the experience. People have. Like, they've said there've been few deaths. Okay. People not, you know, doing it under um, proper supervision. Right. So. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, Jesus. that's scary. It's quite a trip. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, well, and when you, did you use it to help you with, um, you know, when I say with healing, you know, cause there's a lot of healing potential, you know, like everybody, everybody that walks in the world, we all have trauma. You know what I mean? Even from the guy that looks like he had the greatest like upbringing or whatever to the guy that doesn't, everybody suffers some kind of trauma in their life. And um, do you think that that these plant medicines can help with 
with with trauma. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> an ego death is the best way to to fix that trauma and, and to refocus things. Um, I never knew. I remember, you know, Rashad came over to my house one one day, and he's talking well, to Rashad. Me. You mean Rashad Evans? Yeah, yeah. And he was like ego death. This and that. He's, he's using the words that to me made no sense. Because uh-huh. sometimes Rashad be speaking, but I'm like, are you really, do you know what you're saying, Rashad? Because you sound so good. Sometimes you just throw words together. But he yeah. knows what you're talking about. He kept on ego, death, ego, death, ego, death. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm nodding my head like this, going, Mom, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Ego, death, Rashad. And yeah, then he's yeah. like, you don't know that. I'm like, nah. He's like, when you experience one, you'll see what it is later. So I had a few, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. And then my boy Masaro Glender came up. He's a, a kickboxer I met from years ago, training in, in uh, Holland. Okay. He came over to come train, and he stayed. And uh, he tried this thing called Space Jam that I made up. Okay. And it's a psychedelic concoction. And he was he was gone for like about twelve hours. Oh man! Oh, wow. He had the ego death. That was like no other man. Cause I was like, what? I'm like, he's like, oh, my life sucks. I'm gonna die. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? And then he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. He's like, how am I gonna be a champion? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, his ego is crushed. His ego is dead. I'm like, that's the ego death. I'm like, damn, that's what it is. It all came oh. to you. Yeah. The moment you experience one, I don't know if you ever had one before, or if y'all ever had one. But like uh, far moment, from pleasant. Yeah, it's horrible, especially when you're high on the acid and shrooms because like <laughs> you're half right, you're hours. Well, can you yeah, have yeah. them sober too? Can you have them when you're sober too? Of like course. just out of nowhere, yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I think an emotional. Yeah, I've had plenty of emotional breakdowns, but uh. you know, I'm not saying that. You know, I, you know, but I, but they were not. I was not under the state of anything. You know what I mean when they happened. I don't so. think they're mutually exclusive. I think uh, it's just an obviously quite enhanced if you're taking Kingmo space jams or anything okay. else. You know, it's probably going to make right. it substantially more intense. And but yeah, I, you don't have to be. You can't like the thing is when you're when you're high or when you're elevated. Mm-hmm. It's hard to focus on outside things. All you can focus on is inside things because you're stuck in the state. Yeah. So you okay. it's like. That's why when they say when they say with certain psychedelics, you're done with it before it's done with you, because yeah. sometimes like, like this end, uh, and you're like, it's like no, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, you're stuck there. You're stuck in that state until until you just release or let go, or yeah, you know, it's a time it, thing. It's a yeah. time thing. You have to let go eventually, but sometimes you don't let go. It just passes, you, and you're like, you know what? Thank goodness it's over. You know what? I thought life was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was when I was high. I got and you. And it was like refocus, or not high, elevated. I see. Yeah. It's back to reality. Yeah. I see. Like, I see. Acid has that, like, I've heard from a lot of people, and maybe you could agree. It has a, it's like, how could anything ever be the same? Because you look at everything so different while you're under the influence or elevated. I see. Right. So you're like, my life is never going to be the same. I see everything totally. My, my eyes are open. And then like the next day or whatever, you're like, what the hell was I talking about? You know, like everything's normal. It's, it's okay. But it's, 
Yeah, because you said you've never done it. So right, with a few I've definitely people. felt yeah. that way before, though. I mean, but just not yeah. under the state of. Uh, you know maybe a little bit with some, you know some some weed or yeah. maybe i had too much coffee or whatever you know? <laughs> just just take that and elevate it you know by a few times okay or Mushrooms multiply it. A little more. they ground you with mushrooms a little body high i thought mm. i thought i thought like a vibration like a buzz yeah a warmness you forget with acid it's like you're it's like different you feel like, it's, you feel like you're like you know 10 pounds you're floating so like okay. there's times when you take them both together and you're getting the the feel oh, where you're, yeah you're like this you know and the inner load you know what I'm saying so the there'll be times that's crazy you're describing it but I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> they both meet you're like okay I feel normal all of a sudden they separate so oh no okay <laughs> make a space jam man I make y'all two space jams so. All right, we'll, the deal. We'll try. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll try absolutely. That sounds awesome. No, I have to say this though. Um, you know, the for me, you know, like uh, you know, the, obviously, like life has a lot of tragedies or whatever. And not that you know, it's just the way. It's just the nature of life. Everything's not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to get your way all the time. All every single one of your goals will never be achieved, right? And it's not the bad things that happen to you. It's how we react to them that really counts, right? And uh, for me, my latest, my latest, um, you know issue i mean the way i see it now my, my biggest failure that I, I i call it a personal failure was my my relationship with my ex you know and so it didn't work out and um i was really you know i was depressed afterwards i've never really been depressed but i never wanted to kill myself or anything like that i never felt suicidal but i, I understand that some people go that route um or they, they feel those feelings. But I was just really sad for a long time. And I have to say, someone recommended taking microdoses of psilocybin combined with some other things, exercise, and da-da-da. And it really, you know, that's been my new routine for me is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll microdose with some psilocybin once in a while. I exercise, I eat healthy, and I'm okay. You know, I feel like that's really been a big part of my recovery is using some of that. What's, how do you feel about that? I use it for a different thing. It's like <clears throat> I train with it. Okay. Hit the bag. I, I can go for days on high on when I'm elevated on those shoes. Okay. Um, if I if I get stuck and I need fresh ideas or I need to see things in new, in a different, I'll, you know, sit through a different set of lenses. Uh-huh. Um, I'll you know I'll I'll do anywhere from one to two grams. Okay. Just, just brainstorm. Gotcha. Not not so much where you're like losing, you you know you're not having an ego death. It's just a, a higher state. It's a a medium dose. Well, like it, you know I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes like if you can't control the ego death goes, <laughs> it's, oh, just, yeah. kind of, it's just kind you. of <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I'm, I don't think uh or maybe I could click. I don't think the ego death happens. Like when you take shrooms and then you have like a or you you trip and then you have an ego death. You have to already be in like that mental space, okay, dealing with whatever you're dealing with. You know, some you. questioning your yourself, your life, like who you are, what you're doing, and then you you know you become elevated, and now you're forced to face it instead of kind of like ah it'll be alright you know. And then yeah. you actually quit. You're like, what what am I? What am I doing? Like you know maybe you had a fight with your brother or whatever, and it breaks down. You're like God, I'm a piece of shit. You know I've done this. My life like. Right. I'm worthless. I need your, your ego, all your self value goes away and you just, you know, yeah. you're reset. Yeah. I got you. 
but it's the vast majority of the time that's not you, you're not having an ego death a couple times a week you know what i mean it's I a, see. it's a few and well hopefully god that would be terrible but you know <laughs> like, yeah. it would be but it wouldn't be because yeah the thing is, and that's why i'm gonna be honest with y'all like last time i took more than two grams of mushrooms it's like maybe two weeks ago something like that maybe not i don't know not that I, at one point, I was doing it like once or twice a week. Okay. Twice, like actually two, two, three times a week. Then okay. I started tolerance went up, so I was like, I stopped. And then I was in a weird space. And then every time I took it, the first time I took it coming back, I got an ego death. Then I was like, man, I had to prepare, hope, and cross my fingers and get another one. I took it the second time. Two days later, everything was going good. Then towards the end, ego death. So now, oh. now I'm like, you know what? Let me just chill for a little bit because I know I got things going on and I'm going to battle through it, but I don't want to face them just yet. Yeah. I want to have a plan first because once you have a, once you have a plan, face the ego death means nothing because you have a plan. But when you have no plan, that ego death is a bitch. Straight up. Interesting. Man, uh, that's interesting. Do you think uh, they happened in succession so quickly because you were still in the mental space. Like you said, you weren't ready to deal with it where like, uh, you're at that crossroads where you needed that, you know, whatever to happen. And then you put yourself in that state, that elevated state. So you, you faced it, but you didn't, uh, like necessarily conquer or go anywhere with it. You maybe pushed it away and then it happened again. And you're like, all right, I've got to come back with like some, you know, a sword and some plans and like armor, figure this out. Yeah. I think this would happen because the first time it kind of hit me a little sooner. So I'm yeah. sitting there dreading it. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I, was, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm tripping. I'm, like, I'm good. I'll just do another one when I feel it. Because, you know, I, I, I go off a of feel. And yeah. for I was kind of right. feeling it. So I took another one and I felt great. I was, I was, you know, I was, I was getting things done. I was productive. And all of a sudden, I sat down, looked up, and all of a sudden, I saw my reflection. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. I got yeah. you. Well, you know, I think it's pretty fascinating. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe looking at like some of the Eastern stuff too, like there's there's other ways to do it, to have ego deaths. Like, you know, maybe through different kinds of meditation or different, like if you're fasting or for like, I, I, it sounds kind of like, like these breakthroughs that some of these Indian yogis have done, maybe combined with, meditation and some sort of substance like cannabis or psilocybin or other or soma you know the the, 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 the legendary it's going to take a substance because here's the thing right like if we want to be in control we could be in control right when you start drinking you start doing things that are abnormal when you smoke it changes you when you like things like you it's hard for a human being to change himself without trauma or without the substance to make him want to change I see. Or to make him drop his inhibitions. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, cause a yogi can do all the meditation, all the meditating he wants, but he's still in the, like, I say that mind, unless he's fasting or unless he's doing something to deprive himself, to make himself hallucinate or yeah. feel different. To alter his perception. That's, like, the, that's a very valid point. Yeah. yeah. Never thought about it like that before. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. We're athletes, so like, like we were always in control, even under fatigue and duress and injury. We had to yeah. be in control. Now, imagine if if I gave you 
some mushrooms, and I threw you out there to wrestle a match. You, it'd be hard because you're not under control. If right. I gave you two shots, three shots or something, you're, you're under control. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like caffeine is a little different because it, 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 it speeds up your, your, um, your heart rate and everything. But I mean, like anything that's psychoactive, right. you know, that can change your mind state. It's a little different. I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Well, like, um, no, man, this is funny because this whole conversation was all about <laughs> psychedelics. We didn't talk about any any of your uh, your 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 sports stuff. Any of the any of the things that you're doing right now with um, with coaching. You've been traveling a little bit too. You've been you've been coaching some guys at ATT, right? Yeah, but psychedelics more more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they are interesting, man. Yeah, like, listen, I'm not gonna lie. Like, let's be real, Nick. Like, we've been around. I've been wrestling since I was 16. Yeah, I've been around boxing, MMA. That's great. That's cool. It's, it's, it's right. <laughs> no, like, I get you. I enjoy like my bees. I, I'm doing the worm farm. I'm growing more sugar cane. I, I like that stuff because you know that's like a little what's different. A, what's a worm farm? What is what, what does that entail? Do you are you hard like cultivating worms or are they do they yeah. fertilize so, your? Yeah, I, I got me. I got me a few tubs, and uh, what I've been doing is like. My mycelium, my spent mycelium. Yeah. I mix it with like rabbit manure and uh, and peat moss, and I'm put. I threw a bunch of African night crawlers in there just to do magic and see what happens with my with that bin because I can use that the earthworm castings for future plants. Okay, nice. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're you've really taken on to you know what I'm noticing too. Like, and I was talking about this with Randy Couture and, and even Gray Manor too. But like, you've really moved into a new aspect of your life you know what i mean like you did that as an athlete and now you've taken this it seems like you've really transferred a lot of your energy because you're one of the most energetic guys i've ever met you've taken that energy and you've transferred it into into this space now would you agree with that yeah yeah i still got a little, little you know energy of the coaching but i just yeah. feel like coaching like it's just it's devising a strategy to win if right. you can't do that if you can't do that on your own as a fighter then I do. I can help you some, but it comes down to the athlete himself to open up right. his eyes and buy into the system. Now with plants and, and and nature and everything else, that's a different animal because I'm helping and I'm working. It's like coaching too. I'm working with the bees to help them produce better honey, and right. help them. I'm working with the plants to help them grow big and prosper so I can get fruit. Right. I'm working with my mushrooms so I can help them get fat, fight off contamination, so I can get fruit yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. i got it It makes sense you're like um you're a horticulturalist with uh with people so it's almost the same kind of deal right uh so i heard that uh i heard that socrates called himself a a philosophical midwife because he used to help (laughs) people give birth to ideas you know kind of like a life coach back in the day so i see that that's kind of like what you're doing right now is you're like a you know a farmer, but like a, a midwife with people and things, if that makes sense. A little bit, I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't know the midwife part, but you know what <laughs> Yeah. So what's your, so, all right, so what's your plan? So with, with how this does and your planning and your harvesting, like, do you have any, like, ideas or plans in regards to, like, helping other people with it at all? I mean, I, you know, like, what's your what's your feeling on that? No, 
Um, I got a website you know, for, you know what I'm saying, for the stuff I sell. Oh, really? Revamping it, you know. Cause we're, okay. You know, up again. I'm, like, I'm changing some of the products up. And, um, okay. I'm changing ingredients and stuff, stuff, so. Okay, so you have some products? What's uh, what's the website? Uh, ThirdEyeMind.net. So ThirdEyeMind.net. With a three or with a T-H? T-H. Okay. okay. All right, we'll, we'll put that, well, we can put that link in the description yeah. afterwards, you know. That's cool, man. Okay, so you, so thirdeyemind.net, third, third uh, and that's, um, is that the name of the brand too, or? Yeah, but see, that's the thing, like, you know, so, look, I know I, know I sent you, I sent you the tea bags, right? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get any tea bags yet, but I got the, uh, the uh, the other uh, the the honey which I tried which was amazing, and okay. I, I got the uh, the the gummy I tried yeah all good stuff. So I will send you the new lion's roar. Lion's tea. roar. Lion's yeah. roar tea. Okay, I'm assuming there's some kind of lion's mane in there. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, all right. So the tea are these your your personal blends of tea and the that you're referring to is the tea bag. It's not like yeah. a yeah okay nice. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, 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 exactly. He, he's mentioned it, but I wasn't sure if he was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, an his, actual I think it's, your, it's his brand. Yeah, yeah it's okay. his brand, and he's manufacturing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about all the other all the other products, like the Shagas, the radio, like all these athletes are starting to use these now. Not just athletes, but people that they're available to the general public now, and they're very good, they're healthy, and they work synergistically. Uh, obviously, an athletic performance, but on you know on and off the field type stuff and just for general recreational uh users too would you agree yeah. with that yeah I, I think so but i feel like the people that um are taking the medicinal nootropic mushrooms um those they're using those for more of health reasons or some are using those as a pick-me-up okay you know um because those had no psychoactive properties, but some people feel like they're focused and they have a little, get a little boost of energy from drinking those teas. Right. You know, so they're kind of like the CBD of of, of uh, psychoactive properties. That with kratom, well, no kratom, you feel something. Kava, yeah. sure. But uh, with these uh, medicinal mushrooms, I don't feel nothing. That's a philosophy. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the philosophy kind of trumps all those, you know. Um, I'd agree with that. I would say like the the way I've done it, like um, the the lion's mane is a pretty strong one too. But it's not like you said; it's not psychoactive. It's more like, you know, one time in college I took Adderall to help me stay up all night to study or finish a paper. I feel like lion's mane is like for me, like it felt like that, like Adderall. Oh, you know? yeah. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Hey, Muslim, Marat. Yeah, come in. I'm doing a little podcast. This is my boy. Yo, the king of kung fu. The King of Kung Fu. Yeah, Muslim Salakam. Oh, okay. Is this this isn't the guy that we were talking the guy that went through the he had the the, the twelve hour journey. No, 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 come on here. Come on, come, on. come on here, come on. Come here, man. It's my boy from Dagestan. Okay, you got some Dagestan guys? Come on here. Go ahead. Go ahead. We know some Dagestan yeah, we know some guys from Dagestan. They come over here so you see. He doesn't want to say <laughs> let's, let's introduce him. Yeah, it's my boy Muslim, Salakop, the King of Kung Fu. Get down. Yeah. Hey, Muslim, how are you? What's up, man? <laughs> UFC contender. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Welcome. Right, right. Come on, man. My boy. Okay. 
This is my dog right here. Hello, guys. Yeah. Hey, what's, hey up? what's up, Murat? How you doing? Everything's great. How you doing? Good, man. Welcome to Fantastic. the Big Guys Little Ties podcast. King Mo is our featured guest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Every so, we're both from Dagestan? Yes. Nice. Mahachkala or uh, what city? No, Buinaksk. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice. Close to mountains. We live in mountains. He's an Olympic champion. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. It's nice Thank to meet you. We'll have to have you as a guest on the show too, man, sometime. Yeah, come on, we're just, boy. We're talking. We're talking to King Mo right now. We're talking about a little bit about his athletic career, but we're also talking a little bit because he and I were competitors too. I have a great but, career. Yeah, he's my one of the favorite fighters. Yeah, one of the best of all time, man. I'd have to agree. Yeah, one the of king. the most. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But we're talking. We're talking about other stuff too. We're talking about uh, his uh, other activities with bees, and uh, you know, with supplements and things like that. They never so. He's just like watch this. He's like he likes the way they look. He's like, what the bees? No, I'm talking about the, the mushrooms. He sees it. He's like, oh. but the bees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I get it. That's okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, different strokes looks, for different looks, folks. It's not for everybody, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. But so, how, how long have you lived in the states, Muslim? Uh, I'm coming last uh, last like, Monday. I'm coming in Monday. Okay. I will stay until my fight here. Okay. okay. Maybe uh, tomorrow. I don't know. After fight, we'll see. Okay. 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 Well, we wish you luck, man. We wish you luck yeah. in the fight. Best of luck. Yeah, Mariah, come here. I, 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 I met Mariah. When I first met Mariah, I met him in a boxing gym. Come on, man. I remember that boxing gym. Here in Miami? At nine. Broward, look at you. over here. Broward. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be shy, bro. Come on, man. What's up? What's up, Marat? Everything good? Okay. Okay. Improving, improving his greatness. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with you? Do you have uh so do you live in the States now too or are you just here visiting too? Yeah, I live here. Okay. How long have you lived you live in uh Miami? Ten years. Ten years? Okay. All right. <laughs> Got the cat. cat cameo. Yeah. So listen, I gotta yeah. say, like the uh, you know, obviously for, for you and the other uh fighters when when I was competing and Mo was competing. The toughest guy, the toughest wrestlers, freestyle wrestlers, all came from Dagestan. And it's a really, I mean, just my personal or perspective. Asedia. What's that? Or Ossetia. Or Ossetia, too, yeah. Ossetia, Dagestan, the whole region. Ingushetia, right? Uh, Armenia. I mean, it's all kind of that. just that region, that North Caucasus region is just loaded with tough people that are combat athletes, you know? That's just part of the culture. It's more ingrained than, it's like playing baseball in the States. Would you agree with that, Mo? It's kind of the pastime. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Combat sports in general, wrestling, Combat. boxing, yeah. boxing. Yeah. Anything that involves fighting, they're good at. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just part of the culture. So it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I gotta say this. So I forget <laughs> the guy's name that I wrestled. So we're in. Uh, we're in Krasnyarsk, and the guy I wrestled, I can't, uh, Shamil, Shamil Getinov. Yeah. 
Yeah, so remember, it's the old rules of freestyle. So it's like, you know, the, you have to win two periods out of three to 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 win the match, right? Yeah. So it's like, and then if you tie, it, the rules, they change so much of freestyle wrestling. It's complicated. If you if you have one takedown, but then if the guy gets the second takedown, then he, then he wins the period, right? So I, so I come out and I and I take Shamil Gatinov down or I, I push him out of bounds. It's one nothing, but then at at um, right at the end of the period, it's one nothing. I'm fighting it off, whatever. He takes me down. He gets on top of me, and he like sticks his fingers in my eye, and he like he like just real subtle. You know what I mean? Like real quick, just you know. And I got up and I was like, oh. And uh, <laughs> Brands is like, Brands is like. What's wrong, Fakeri? And I'm like, oh, man, I, I think he poked me, put, put his fingers in my eye. And uh, he's like, I don't give a shit. Get out there and, and finish it. So the, the, whole, the next round, all I could think about was, man, this guy just stuck his finger in my eye. I couldn't recover from it. So he beat me in that period, too. He beat me two rounds to none. But that was crazy, man. That was like, you know, when people start, they start doing that, they're, they're yeah. really hungry to win. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Really what hungry. Cost. I know you got a lot of stories like that, too, Mo. Yeah, man, twice, man. Same guy, Mariah Gadara. Oh, Shut yeah, up. that's right. Okay. Then, then him and the guys from uh, Think I'm Blood Rouge jumped me in the, in the locker room. Wait, they jumped no. you in the locker room? I oh. ran out because this is before Golden Grand Prix, before we're going to wrestle. So is this and in the finals? No, in the semifinals. He confronted me, and then I beat him because he was just talking running his mouth. I beat him then in the bathroom going to the finals, and his voice tried to corner me. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is this no the one shot. in uh, Uzbekistan? Is that where this one was? Uh, it was in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember. In Tashkent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these guys, man, these guys are like, they're just, they're, you know, they're ruthless. They're not, it's not even I ruthless. Guess. They're just warriors, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they yeah. take it serious. But it's, it's dirty, but it's just yeah. how they do a lot of guys. Mm. But, um, and you, you end up winning that Grand Prix too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that 2006. Uh, I'm not sure of the year, but I remember. I don't yeah, know. I remember you had like the they, they put the, that's where the is this where King Mo was was born because you had a crown and you had the cape and then you have like they, they gave you other stuff too, didn't they? Yeah, the scepter thing. Yeah, they give you a scepter. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I, I know there's a lot of crazy stories. Um, but uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about at all before we uh, we close out? I don't know. Y'all, y'all help me on, you know what I'm saying? So, like, how would it sound like it's, it's y'all's show, so y'all, y'all control the narrative? No. Um, listen, I'm just, I just, I'm happy to see that, you know, I mean, like, you know, you're, you're a dude that I saw, like, you started wrestling, like, re very late, comparably speaking to a lot of people. Like, I started when I was, like, eight or nine a lot of those guys I guarantee those guys from Dagestan that you meet started when they were like four or five six years old doing other stuff too but you started 16 and and Came the king you know you're a state champ whatever you started as a sophomore or freshman I don't know but you started you become a state champ in Texas college national champion all D1 All-American U.S. National Open you know, and then you have this great career. And I think it's important, you know, like that people that you recognize, I mean, I'm sure you already do, but a healthy space to recognize that like 
man, like that's a part of your life that you have and you should be look back on it with favor and be excited to talk about it and be okay with talking about it, you know, because you did a lot for the sport and you've, you've accomplished a lot. And I think that's something to, to always be proud of because it can never be taken away from you, you know? Yeah, so. it's cool. My thing is, once it's done, it's done. It's yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Hey, another thing is, how about this? I will mail y'all a space now. We'll, we'll make we'll make something soon, right? Okay. Okay. How about this, right? Wednesdays, we take the Space Jam about 30 minutes before the show, and then we'll do a show. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it done. Jason, you too, right? Can Jason get on too? Yeah. <laughs> take a little sip of that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start like the, the disco lights are gonna come on in the, in the, uh, in the show. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. Well, we'd love to have you on again. Yeah, I thought it was a great conversation. ThirdEyeMind.com. No, right? dot net. ThirdEyeNet. ThirdEyeMind.net. Yeah. It was such a pleasure, King Mo. Thank. I'm so happy to meet you. It was great yeah. talking with you, and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, bro. It's always. Say that again. I'm looking forward to coming back on. Oh, okay. fantastic. Sounds All good, right. my man. All right, bro. We'll, we'll talk again soon, okay? Always a pleasure, brother. Be safe. Right, I see ya. All right. So we just got done with the uh, conversation with uh, with King Mo. And um, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conversation. It took uh, a couple of different directions than what I thought it would go. But it's good to see him. It's good to see he's, he's alive and healthy. Doing well, doing his thing, um, in an alternative kind of method, in an alternative way, and different right. strokes for different folks. Yeah, that's man. right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he has a pretty interesting per perspective on how, uh, like healing, and how he said, uh, like you need to be in an alternate perception, right, to be able to face certain right. things. And I, I've been preached the opposite my whole life, but I've always felt that way. Yeah. You know, so that was awesome hearing like it was a little yeah. validating. Well, you, you, I mean, you get into uh, you know, all this literature. And I've, I've always been fascinated with like guys like Aldous Huxley and, and uh, Graham Hancock and not even what Graham Hancock writes, writes about, but what he, he did have the one book, Supernatural, where, you know, it's just it's a new it's an old medicine. It's an old way from the old world that's kind of resurfacing and making its way back around and, and using plant medicines to alter the states of consciousness, to heal in a, in a, in a non-uniform sort of fashion, right? Yeah. Everybody's like different. Individualized. Everybody's, yeah. It's cyclical too. Like, like you said, it comes around, they've been using it forever and then I'm sure it falls well, out some. Yeah. I mean, modern, you know, the people that have the, the lobbies in America and the Western mm -hmm. world or, yeah. or the, or the dog dogmatic uh, religions or cultures say something is illegal, yeah. you know, but we're we're moving into an age where all this is starting to come around. But uh, no, I was uh, you know <laughs> we were talking. The Dutch about, bicycles came yeah, up the, in the podcast. The, they did. Did they? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I missed no, that. It's all right. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna tell this Dutch bicycle story that that because you, you uh, spent some time in the Netherlands, right? Not long. Like right. Maybe two days. I went down there to uh, from Germany when you were living in Germany. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what and like what was what was odd about. Uh, you know, the story. Uh, like, well, what, nothing. What, it was uh, the bikes. It was, oh, yes. There's I a lot of bicycles, there. right? Yeah. And they stressed me out, right? Because people would just zoom past you. Like your clothes would like shake, you know? And I was like, dude, we're going to get taken out. 
by the and bicycles by the bicycles and they're like dude you're being a bitch like don't worry about it it's fine <laughs> i'm like I, I don't know man there's a lot of bikes like they're ever i was kind of like stressed out and they're like it, 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 everyone's dogging me i'm be, i'm being a cat you and know this is in amsterdam right yeah like, yeah the, like those canals are right there right yeah like, the canal all the canals so it's yeah. not very much room even if you do want to jump out of the way and all of the bells and uh, we're out drinking and this guy's flying down and this car opens the door and he hits the car door and oh. it's like not fully off the hinge but it, it's not on there either he crashes he, so the, the bike crashes into yeah, the door, the door opens and then he hits the because she's like coming out right and he's just not paying attention he does like a full flip but kind of lands a little bit okay and then like falls on his butt and the bike's all bent the door and they're screaming and he just gets up and takes the bike and keeps going does, yeah does he didn't, he, she's like yelling he's like it'll he just kept waving her off he's like it'll be fine it'll be fine and she's like my car and he's like ah it's whatever you know and then he took oh, off and i was like see look what it did to the car door and they're like whatever dude like can't happen that often the next day we're walking around and there's a girl an american girl uh and I heard her talk. I was like, oh, you're American. Like, what's up? How's it going? She was in a wheelchair. And I was okay. like, yeah, how's it, you know, what's up? Okay. What are you doing in Amsterdam? She's like, I'm on vacation. I was like, well, I don't mean to be rude. Why would you go on vacation, you know, in a wheelchair? She's like, oh, I didn't. You know, I, I got injured here. They have wonderful health care. Like, they took care of me all in a day. It was all well, free. And I'm like, what happened? She got hit by a bicycle, Nick. Okay, sorry, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she had a full leg cast and like a something on her ankle too like uh, right. so this girl <laughs> she got hit by a bicycle hold on so they she got she was her. on vacation yep. she wasn't in a wheelchair but she happened to get hit by the bicycle uh, and uh, so that put her in the wheelchair it told yes she was so just, she was fine prior to the bicycle okay post bicycle she was in a wheelchair so it like it basically <laughs> it took her out dude it took her out so i'm not laughing she at her but basically like your suspicions were correct that's why i was so upset <laughs> they I kept you. i got you dog and then for months after we'd be back at you know the rooms and they had the little bells and they'd come in my room and like ring because i was stressing out all the time about the bikes i couldn't relax and like drink or do anything so i was like we're getting i'm gonna get hit they're always behind you so uh, they come up to you and just go, ding, ding, yeah, ding, they'd ding. open my door and like ring it while I'm like sleeping and I'd like wake up. Like, what the fuck? Was... <laughs> Good times. Oh my God, Good times. Man. That's funny because yeah. that trip had a, I was, might have been the first time I really partook in, in mushrooms, like in an intense factor. Okay. Right. And then we talked about that and then we talked, you know, and then yeah. it all tied That's together. That's how it ties yeah. together in the, in the podcast, which you're yeah. about to listen to. There you go. Or have listened to already, depending that on. A 3D Van Gogh Museum there, too. That's awesome. I've you, especially if you're nice. elevated. Hey, man. Good cast. Good cast. I can't <laughs> wait to go to Amsterdam again, okay? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right. Big guys, little Big guys, ties. little ties.